So I've been asked this question many of times and I wanted to do an episode on it because it is such a good question. And I understand that, you know, it could be hard, there could be a lot of pressures. And the question is, what is the best type of curriculum or quote unquote school for your five and six year olds? And I'm going to talk all about it because it has evolved over the years into what I do now. And I really want to share it with you and your child, especially if you have a little who's right about to enter into kindergarten or who's about that age. This is for you, whether you do public school or homeschool or not. And especially if you're deciding to instead of on the fence to homeschool, this is the episode to listen to first. And if this is your first episode that you've been listening to in a while, I'm going to highly suggest that you sign up for the Homeschool Mom Summer Summit. It starts next week, June 20th to 24th. Yes, it does. Actually, you can sign up now for the early bird special because it is free, although it is free, which is amazing to attend the Homeschool Mom Summer Summit. There is way too much information for you to just soak it all in. Trust me, this is coming from me who loves training, learning, education, all the things. This has so much goodness. And even if you attended every single day, June 20th to the 24th, man, you're probably just going to burn your brains out. And I don't want you to do that. What I would rather you do, which would be so much more ideal for your life (laughs) and your livelihood, is to upgrade to the Lifetime VIP Pass. Why? Because now you can go through all the workshops at your own pace. You can soak in what speaks to you. You can definitely leave the rest. But just imagine having this homeschool library of greatness at your fingertips. Yes. And it's super affordable if you sign up now. The link is in my show notes. You can register for free. And then you will see when you go to that registration, you can upgrade to that Lifetime VIP Pass. Not only do you get access to it for a lifetime you also get a lot of free goodies a lot of free products just for doing that there is so 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 much in here so like i said homeschool mom summer summit go and register for that sign up for it get it get in for free and definitely take advantage of that early bird special to sign up for that lifetime vip pack okie dokie now let's talk about your five and six year old Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Hello, my friends. In today's episode, we are talking about what is the best type of curriculum or quote unquote schooling for your five or six year old. This is for your kindergartner or child who's just about to enter into school. And I got to tell you, when I first started, my oldest was five. He was a kindergartner. He's now 11. So I've been homeschooling from the very start. He went to public school for about a month before I threw in the towel of public school. And I said, nope, I'm going to do some homeschooling. (laughs) 
<laughs> and if you ever heard my story on that, it was a struggle for the first two years. And it was because there was so much pressure. Um, it could have been me just making it up on my own, but I know it's from society, just from the expectations of the world that your five and six year old needed to know how to read right from the start. They needed to know how to do certain math. They needed to know how to recognize all these things. Like, they need to know how to write. And I felt like my kid was behind, even though he was, he tested advanced. And I was like, no, he needs to know all these skills. He needs to be able to do all these things. And it was just pressure over pressure on what the expectations of these five and six-year-olds were supposed to have in kindergarten and first grade or whatever age that is for you and your family. And I remember sitting there at my kid's parent participating preschool which we were involved in and listening to all the other moms and they also felt that pressure they're like oh yeah we're gonna enroll our kid into this private school and I was like what why are we going to private school for your kindergartner I get it if you have like access to it and you you know you could afford it and all the things and you can pay for it but I couldn't do that I, I couldn't afford private school and especially for my five or six year old, I was like, what, why do they need that education right off the get go? Am I missing something? Because I am a product of public school, both me and my husband. And we did amazing. Like, I don't see how public school failed me. And I didn't think it could fail my kid. But what it was happening was all the other parents were feeling pressured by what the new expectation was for your littles, for your five, for your six-year-old. Like they're supposed to know how to do all these things right off the bat or at least within their kindergarten year. Like especially the reading. They need to know how to read, need to know how to read. And I was like, oh, like how good. (laughs) I remember I learned how to read during my kindergarten year and my first grade year. I didn't need to know how to read right in, you know, starting it. So it's pressure. It's really pressure. And when I have these parents coming to me right now, I understand exactly what they feel like when they ask me, like, what should I be teaching my five-year-old? You know, what curriculum should they know? Like, should I go and invest in this? Should I go buy that? Like, what subject should they know? And they start flooding their own mind with this expectations and setting it so high. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to fail at all those expectations and you're going to feel like you're doing a horrible job because that's what I thought I was doing. I set such a high expectation for myself, for our homeschool, for my five-year-old. And what it led to was a lot of fighting, crying, screaming, frustration, threatening to send him back to public school. (laughs) And it was not fun. And my poor five-year-old, bless his heart, (laughs) at that time, he was like, he struggled through it with me. And you know, when I look back at it now, I appreciate that I at least was able to turn it around and to figure out how to make it better because I can see how a lot of people would just quit and be like, this was horrible. I am never doing homeschooling again with your five-year-old. So we're going to talk about what's the best type. And it's very, very simple. It's play. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I just got to let my kid play? He plays all the time. No. I want you to think about this. As a five and six-year-old, they are still discovering things. You want to encourage that with them, into them, playing, imagination, 
taking time to move their body to discover things like give them time to discover things most times we are in a rush like hurry up we gotta go here hurry up go there like okay go up there hurry up blah, blah, blah. like there's a lot of hurry up in there <laughs> there's a lot of like rushing what if you just let your kid go outside and discover things just sit down feel it touch it listen to things close their eyes use all their senses you know that is part of learning and discovering new things and taking the moment in um, exploring their curiosity rather than saying like i don't know you know blah, blah blah or like just giving them a short answer allow them to explore their curiosity you know what does that do well let's go see why does that happen well let's try it and discover why that happens and those things right there is the best curriculum for your child and you're like wait goodbye what about reading math and science <laughs> well first of all science is everywhere anything you go outside you touch something you're in nature that is science anytime you're cooking something measuring that's math and science like all the things is integrated into our entire life you just need to let your child participate in it even your five and six year old and now i am have gone through three five and six year olds basically because my three oldest is six seven and eleven and all of them have participated in cooking like my six-year-old now he loves cooking with me he's like mom can i help i'm like yep come on down so he helps he cooks he, i let him do whatever he can i teach him about safety that is all learning and that's learning through play he feels like he's playing he's like wow i get to do this with you yeah you do you ask him what the recipe for a smoothie breakfast smoothies are he will tell you and it's because you're allowing them to participate in and they feel like they're playing and they, they will eventually realize they're actually doing it and you're giving them the confidence to do it. And that's going to like set a huge foundation for their education, for when they really are able to hold their attention to do more. Now, other curriculums that I do so I wait to see them to be more engaged before I put them in front of a book and tell them to do something if they only last five to ten minutes and that's all I let them do my six-year-old you should see his writing book like we have a handwriting book for him and it looks like a drawing <laughs> like every page looks like a drawing and it's because it is he eventually turns all his letters into a picture and if you would have if he would have done that to me when I first started homeschooling, I probably would have like blew my mind and like had him erase it all and tell him like, no, you need to write it correctly. You need to make sure that it looks like this. And what it, that would have done was just suck the creativity out of him. Because if you ask him to write his letters, he can write his letters perfectly fine. But through his book, I allowed him to do both. So... He'll sit there and if he has to like write out his letters, he'll practice writing out his letters. And I'm pretty sure every S in that book now turns into a snake or something else. <laughs> and it's fine because I'm like, let's, I'm going to let you just, you know, grow your creativity. I'm not going to smother it because you're going to need that creativity for the rest of your life. And if I'm going to start smothering every opportunity for you to be creative, whether it's like, I need you to write that perfectly. I need you to learn how to read. I need you to, you know, sit here and look at this book and learn these things to your five and six-year-old, man, it's going to crush their imagination. And they need that imagination in order to see 
bigger things and to like just even see practical things let's let's say by high school you want them to learn about history they have to imagine what that looked like in the book that's pretty much what it is so imagination is needed and don't crush it when they're five and six year olds and they're still so young all of those things will come reading read out loud to them every day it could be like a bedtime story. It could be a midday story. It could be a walk in the park story. Like go and read to them every day. I love books. Definitely that is something I continue to do with all my kids. But that's how you can instill reading into your child. Then you point out words to them. Just pointing out words. They will eventually learn how to read. Don't worry about that. Even if they start reading at seven or eight, like they will learn how to read. If they start learning at an early age, great. That's amazing for them. But don't make that the only thing we are drilling into their brain. Because now, like I said, you are sucking all the other things these beautiful five-year and six-year-olds already have. Um, I really got a lot of my inspiration from Julie Berry Ryder. I'm going to put in my show notes her link. And she has this great blog about the best curriculum for your I think it's for your six-year-old in there and that's what really got me to change my heart with my oldest child and that's what led me to thinking about all these things play imagination moving their body discovering new things exploring their curiosity reading to them doing let them participate in life and that is the best curriculum for them that is the best curriculum for your child Yes, you can put in some books, workbook things and have them practice it just so that they, you know, get into a swing of things. But truthfully, when they see your older kids during doing school, they will want to do school. And when you see them um, show that initiative, then that's when you start introducing it to them. My three-year-old girl, she sees us do school with the oldest three all the time and She'll sit on the table and she'll demand that we give her a book. So I actually bought her a book just this year. I bought her a very simple book for her to go and open it up and practice alongside us. Does she actually do the things, the activities in the book? Sometimes, sometimes not. But she showed the initiative. She wanted to be a part of it. And that's when I gave it to her versus me forcing it to her at like a certain age or because she became a certain age. So that is what it is so go and read that um, blog and think about your child think about how you can emphasize how you can encourage and motivate all these things in their in their life their curiosity their creativity their imagination how can you create great habits in them and just see it blossom and that's the best best curriculum for your child who's that little all right my friends if you have any questions and you want to talk to me more best place to do it is on instagram my instagram is kawai underscore aquin k-a-w-a-i underscore a-h-q-u-i-n let's be friends for real <laughs> and definitely go read that blog by julie brave writer she also has a podcast too she also has a book go look her up she has um amazing information especially her writing holy moly her writing curriculum is incredible 
finally, if you haven't done it already, open up my show notes, click on the link and sign up for the Homeschool Mom Summer Summit. At least do the free version. But like I said, the best deal is to upgrade to that Lifetime VIP Pass because you have access to it forever and ever. Just like this podcast, you will have access to all this information. All right. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.